Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Caravan Podcast, a show about Pakistan's startup ecosystem where we have intimate conversations with founders and investors driven to catapult Pakistan into the digital age. We'll discuss what it's really like to start a business, the highs and the lows, the setbacks, the comebacks, the lessons, everything. I'm your host, as always, Ahmad Mia, partner at Caravan, a community-driven venture capital platform. Now, given the nascent ecosystem, there's a massive spread between the talent in the country and the resources that are available to support them. Our mission at Caravan is to close that gap by providing both capital and expertise at the earliest of stages. You can find more information about Caravan at www.caravan.vc. In this episode, I sit down with Umar Shah, the founder of Collabs. Collabs is Pakistan's largest collaborative workspace, thoughtfully designed to enable people and businesses to grow, aiming to inspire collaboration, productivity, and innovation through their platform and network. So without further ado, let's get straight to Omar. I spent the last uh, seven to eight years uh, working uh, in private equity and venture capital um, across uh, emerging markets. Uh, I spent the first few years of my life uh, doing equity trading, uh, looking at technology stocks, um, more US European based. And then from 2013 uh, to 2019, um, early 2019, I was uh, with uh, Abraj Capital, uh, spent time with them in the Middle East, spent time with them in Mexico, Turkey, and especially in Pakistan, um, looking over uh, investments and also being one of the pioneers uh, in the Abraj itself, uh, pioneer investors before anyone came in. For the last four to five years, um, I did spend coming into Pakistan and we saw um, the different private equity firms moving to more venture capital initiatives where uh, they started doing uh, more Series B, Series A deals. Um, Kareem was done in front of us in 2015. I remember Mudassar Sheikha coming into the office and the boardroom. There was a quick IC done as a treaty in a um, matter of days and that deal was approved. Along with that, you saw, um, so when I was looking um, at um, moving back uh, the last few years, uh, the idea was that should I be opening a venture capital firm? Should I be opening an incubator? Or should I be doing something else, right? And that's what really uh, brought me uh, to ideate and come up with the idea of Collabs um, along with my twin brother, um, Ali, because um, what I saw was that um, uh, Omar Saif, uh, I would say, I uh, give him credit, uh, was the one that pushed the government forward to um, put forward what you see today uh, as the Plan 9 and Plan X. They were your mm-hmm. first incubators that came up in 2012, 2013, or 20, uh, and uh, on the back of that, all these startups you see today from BookMe to Patari to Propaganda, all of those companies, or uh, I mean, even, um, I forget the name, uh, Marcor, uh, the Atoms brand, um, all of those came out from the Plan 9, Plan X. And on the back of that, I think the Ignite Fund was started by the government, on the back of which all the national incubation centers were uh, put out. 
So then I, I saw all of those things come into play as well. Uh, collabs uh, for myself uh, and why uh, collabs and how we came up with the idea was that, I mean, so as a family, uh, we have done real estate um, in Pakistan for the last six, seven generations since like the early 1900s and um, typical real estate, which is housing, development products. So uh, twofold, uh, one uh, was that it was also uh, the innovation uh, to real estate. Since Colab sits in the sharing economy, um, just like an Uber or Kareem, where the same car is used eight to 10 times a day, in Colabs, the same office or a co working space, the same offices are used multiple times. Uh, in 2017, late, when we started uh, doing research and looking at the local market, what I realized was that co working spaces exist around the country, but the co working spaces that exist had a maximum capacity of 70 to 80. They were usually just seats uh, with tables or bean bags uh, with either a PlayStation, very, very informal. Um, and they existed there and they had a lot of startups that would come out of incubation centers sitting there and um, <clears throat> happening. At the same time, uh, Regus uh, was always there in the market as well, which is a private office provider uh, providing office space to international clients, but none of it uh, was done together. Uh, so what we did was, um, I remember we put together a plan, uh, it was called uh, WeWork 1.0, which was on a single floor um, of our uh, building, uh, where one of our offices are, uh, around 2,000 square feet. So then yeah. we started running the numbers and taking it forward, and um, as we came forward, we realized that unless you put a minimum 100 seats, uh, your, the financial model doesn't work, <clears throat> and the feasibility goes off. Then we started exploring different buildings around Gulberg, and we basically said that, okay, fine, we're gonna choose this paper factory, which was 22N, right across from where Colabs is, and we ran the numbers. I remember us trying to take a lease there, but we were unable to do it because they wanted a three-year lease. Then we came across uh, Colabs today, uh, which uh, we took over in September 17, which is Pakistan's first Towel factory, which is 50N, uh, which was a four and a half canal building, about um, 29,000 square feet, and uh, made in 1958. And the idea was that uh, we would like to introduce not just a co working space, but put together uh, it, a collaborative workspace, which is servicing uh, everyone across the spectrum. So we would we service the freelancer, the startup, the small to medium company from locally or internationally, and the large enterprise companies as well. So the idea was that we would be opening uh, co-working seats. Uh, we would open offices, small, medium, and large, and we would also put in there a big aspect of events and meeting spaces. The whole point now, how of did the you... event. Sorry, go on. So how did you justify taking the risk of? this massive space like this is the collabs is huge were you so able to build the, a business case so i think the risk i mean anyone that has been i mean is very stable working in a very high paid job i mean i left a six figure uh, job earning very well uh, traveling the world taking 36 flights a year the risk was that when we signed the lease agreement which was a 10-year lease right that was the risk uh, me and my brother took. Uh, on the back of that risk, uh, it was just that we need to go through with it, right? And we said that, okay, the business plan and everything else, 
will come as we move forward. Yeah. So the risk factor was that, okay, this is the risk I'm taking and we're going to step in and we're going to do this, right? Uh, we hired one person, um, our first uh, team member, um, I was um, Amna Qureshi, who spent the first year with us. Then she joined um, Omar Saif and got married and moved to the U.S. But uh, she, we hired her right when we took the lease in October um, 17. And basically, we started working on the business plan. Nice. And was it difficult for you, like, tenants to convince them of what you're trying to do? enterprise customers are like and with freelancers and, and younger entrepreneurs looking to start startups but you like this whole mix of of tenants that you have currently at collabs how did you how did you first sell them the idea so just, so just before that um we were also introducing a new concept in a country where co-working existed but co-working was either taking a seat or renting a small office right for three to four people yeah so once the risk uh, we then um, I think we fast forward we put together a business plan we brought in some uh, a few uh, small partners uh, which we call our, our first round uh, and then when we was launching um, it took us a good year and a half uh, basically to get to the building to where it was and when we opened the building in uh, May 2019 um, which is basically just um, uh, about a year ago, uh, we I remember on, on the launch, um, so a typical office space in Lahore rents out for, I think, uh, 100, 150 rupees a square foot, right? Because mm-hmm. we were, uh, the services were shared in terms of your boardroom, your bathroom, your cafe, your lounge, your um, living spaces. That biggest challenge was convincing people to take a small office, but just putting the desks inside for a much higher price than they used to, right? Because they said it's real estate. But I said it's not real estate because, I mean, we're selling an experience, we're selling you to be a member of a community and to be able to come and sit. And I do agree with you. Uh, the biggest challenge was, uh, I remember, I think our first tenant started moving in uh, June 1st, was that how am I going to share a butler with other people? How am I going to share a reception with other people? How, why do I need to book a meeting room or a boardroom? But as we uh, grew and as we took it forward, I think um, in the last uh, six months, uh, tenants slowly realized that open plan is the future. The future of work is interacting with other companies, right? And it is working alongside people. So we we're creating those interactions or enabling those interactions through physical spaces we created or through events we hosted. So the perfect example is, I remember this a guy, uh, he was this uh, uh, accountant, uh, Abdullah Jam. Uh, he came to us in, I think, September or July last year, uh, September or August last year. And he said that I left accounting and I just want to learn a new skill. And um, I saw him really grow and his journey in the sense that he didn't want to do accounting, he wanted to do marketing. Sitting at Colabs in the co-working, he managed to, I mean, obviously speak to the few marketing companies sitting around him. He attended uh, five to 10 of the different events happening upstairs on entrepreneurship, on leadership, on marketing. And then in the second month, he already had 
two or three companies as retainers. And he had learned everything sitting here, just renting a desk from us, right? So, the, so for me, that really defines what a co-working and open plan can do for you is because as you start off your journey or career, you need a space to start off, right? And you need help as well. So for example, someone takes an office in Colab, you can walk outside, you will find someone that can make your website, that can design your business card, that can do your tech, that can even be your clients. So for us, it was creating that ecosystem and also selecting and choosing how we uh, mix and match different people that are coming together. That's awesome. So you kind of are, are, are sitting center, front and center to what's happening and how we can actually build this ecosystem. In, yeah, uh, in a way, yeah, in a way. And um, one thing I missed out about earlier when I was mentioning was that um, my uh, biggest um, issue uh, with the venture uh, capital or um, incubation when I was looking at these industries was um, venture capital is a blind a pool of capital, right? So when you're raising capital from third party institutional investors, uh, you have a mandate in terms of how you're gonna invest it, when you're gonna invest it and what you go about it, right? So there's a yeah. big inherent risk in uh, venture funds uh, doing successfully or, or, or launching or X or Y or Z. Uh, with incubation, um, especially uh, in this country and globally as well, uh, incubation centers, acceleration centers are all based on grants. When something is based on a grant, uh, that grant has a period of three years, five years, six years, and then eventually the grant goes out and then your funding is also limited. So you are limited to doing the number of things you do as well, right? Yeah, I feel so like you, that you, aspect, you look at small term goals rather than a long term way of, of looking at business then. Yeah, so like for me, uh, when I define Colabs um, as a business uh, that we put together, uh, we focus on four aspects. Uh, one is the space, right, which is the physical space that we've created, where uh, the second is service. Service is the sort of services we're giving to the people in terms of uh, service offices, uh, getting them yoga or X or Y or Z. The two important aspects that are very, very key and important for us, and what I learned from acceleration centers and um, incubation centers is the community aspect and the network aspect. The yeah. community and the network is what really creates that ecosystem and gels that ecosystem together in the sense that if you need to find a lawyer, you should be able to find that through your system, right? If you are raising capital, uh, you should be able to raise that capital through the network, right? So the yep. whole idea is that those are the two items that really are important to create an ecosystem. And that is where I think we sit um, in the center is because we've managed to put all of that together and get to where we are today. Nice. So coming back to... Tell me one of the most difficult experiences you've had in building collabs, like whether it be from like construction delays to getting the first tenants. What was one of the most difficult experiences? So, um, so when I when I moved back to Pakistan, I moved back to Pakistan after eleven years. Okay, eleven years living between London, Dubai, and I mean Europe. Um, so uh, I, being a private equity um, uh, person. Uh, obviously, uh, followed the PE route is that you hire uh, very good people, 
and you just uh, delegate and you give them independence to manage and do what you need to do. But I think one of the biggest challenges for me was that in um, a country like Pakistan, you have very good talent, but the talent is very raw. So unless you get into every detail yourself and you do everything yourself, uh, it is uh, very hard for you to succeed. So I think one of my biggest challenges was, um, I mean, operations of the space because uh, I hired a team which was ex-hospitality, ex-university, uh, ex-F&B, uh, uh, and ex um, also um, your uh, university ecosystem types, right? Yeah. Uh, we were selling uh, three products. Uh, one where uh, one was the private offices uh, where we're competing with like the Regas and the Hive. Then one was the co-working where we're competing with our local competitors like Dr. Khan and Kickstart and the others. Uh, then the third was our event spaces. We have, we have an auditorium that services 150 people. Uh, we have boardrooms that are world-class. So there you're competing with the hotels, right? So the biggest challenge was explaining to people and putting together those different processes and those SOPs to get into uh, and to, to get the output you require. So like, for example, um, I mean, especially when it comes to construction, uh, I mean, I remember, I, I think I spent, I think like 19 hour days uh, in the construction site here where we moved into an unfinished building where we said that no, this building has to finish. And people in this country do not want to go by timelines. I said that is just not possible. The idea was that literally I would sit on people's heads and micromanage them to get that done. And the same thing um, when it comes to operations as well, even something very simple like cleaning bathrooms, right? Like yeah. unless I go stand there, I explain to the operations manager who has spent maybe 20 years working in an Avaria PC that this is the level of service I want, they do not get that. So, I mean, in terms of challenges, um, one word of advice is that, I mean, you can hire the best and you can pay the most, but that is not what really builds the team. I think what builds the team is if you get into uh, the bottom and you show them how to do it and you work alongside in terms of doing it. So in terms of that, I mean, I think in one year, I've learned everything from operations to admin, to construction, to design, to finance, to legal, the IT, because I mean, you really need to get into every single detail. And then you also learn from your competitors and you learn from bigger brands to see how did they do it and how can we do it better? And I think the final point on this is that what's very important is, I mean, we worked um, alongside a great firm uh, from Karachi uh, called The Designist uh, run by Hassan Habib. And uh, so the of Lahore, who works in a different firm called Cordoba, they specialize in um, user uh, experience and um, uh, UI and UX. Uh, they really helped us understand the customer journey, right? And the customer journey in the sense is that how do you in make a space that is uh, empowering interaction, that is uh, also enabling people to work with each other and how do you, so for example, if a visitor walks into the building, what is the different touch points of that visitor, right? Has the yeah. guard stopped him? Have they asked him for ID cards? Have they not? 
because in one aspect we're servicing enterprise companies like a USAID um, or a Coca-Cola. So you need those strict SOPs. At the same time, you also are um, opening it up to co-working spaces and freelancers and entrepreneurs who do not want that, but want to be in an open space, right? Completely. And how do you kind of manage those kinds of both both those expectations? I think uh, you need to, uh, I mean, set very, very stringent um, KPIs, uh, have uh, every process written down, and uh, then have them implemented. Um, I mean, I think the biggest issue is that um, uh, explaining um, to a cleaner or to a butler how to, uh, I mean, act with a client or even uh, a growth manager uh, or an associate that works in a team is that you need to really sit down, understand how it happens, do it with them uh, three or four times. And once they do understand, then you step back. So the point is that you really need to become, need to put in multiple hats and play those different roles to be able to, I mean, understand it yourself, right? Yeah. So what would be one of the most valuable skills that you think you possess after all of this? I think the most valuable skill I, uh, I would, uh, I mean, possess or give advice someone on is that unless you get into the detail and understand each item in terms of how it's going to happen, you will never be able to execute. And that is one word of advice I even give to anyone. Um, I give an example that I was speaking to someone from the KPK government a few, like a week, uh, two, a week ago on uh, this COVID situation right now and how to digitize call centers. The issue with people in this country uh, is that they think that, okay, we just make an app and the app will get, people will download the app and the app will work, right? Yeah. But unless you get into every detail of how that app will be made, how the data will go into the app, who is going to use the app, what is it going to be used for, you will never be able to get your output, right? And it's Completely the same agree. I mean, I, I, I mean, our government on in a way is that, I mean, Imran Khan is a great leader and a great prime minister, but he can't stand on the world stage and be like, okay, we're going to create an investment fund and we're going to bring investment to Pakistan. They, unless you go into every detail and the depth of how it's done, you can't achieve it. Completely. So where do you see uh, Colabs going in the next year? So, so today, uh, just in terms of uh, numbers and uh, what we're doing uh, today, we're almost at about 100% occupancy. Today, we have uh, 60, uh, 60 uh, companies that select Colab that cross 250 active members. Uh, we've hosted about 180 events uh, in less than a year. Uh, across 10,000 people have come into the space. Uh, in the next uh, one year, um, I would say the aim is uh, today we are the largest in terms of a single site, uh, but we are not the largest when it comes to multiple sites. So the aim is to have three sites uh, running simultaneously uh, around Lahore uh, with a total capacity of about a thousand seats. Uh, this is across maybe about 70, 80 offices and another seats of two to 300 co-working seats. Uh, and uh, at the same time, working alongside our local incubators, accelerators, corporates, universities to really bring out that sort of uh, 
to really create that uh, community of people who are not just wanting to learn and grow uh, in terms of entrepreneurship, education, leadership, but also to work alongside uh, design, architecture, uh, music, uh, media, to, to really become a center um, for um, a hub uh, and a center for everything and anyone that would like to, uh, I mean, connect, grow, learn, um, anything from that aspect. Awesome, dude. I'm looking forward to seeing what you guys come up with over the next couple of years. Thank you so much for listening. If you guys have any comments, your feedback, please do send them my way. My direct email address is amad at caravan.vc. Or information on our website, which is www.caravan.vc or on Instagram. Um, our handle is at caravan.vc. Until next time. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 